From the corporate cage, she's a rookie to the stage. Coming from the outside. Outside, familiar with the set, she's a theater vet. Willing to be my guide. Lights, what? sound, what? it's time for huh? the show. What's places, happening? places, and ready go. Right. Make the words fly off of the page. Stage right. Inspire you to get up on the stage. Stage right. Please show me the way. Stay Come right. on, girl, let's play. Stay right. Yeah, yeah. Is it bad when you go around singing the theme song to your own podcast? Is never, that never stop <laughs> singing the theme song. When you have a good theme song, it's meant to be sung. I've had our uh, our rap theme song in my head for the last two days straight. Because pretty, it's catchy. Pretty catchy. I was about to say, pretty catchy if I do say so uh, myself. Uh, we just recorded it right before this episode. We did. We M- did. Many times. In various forms. Various forms. <laughs> but all but all of them in the closet. In my closet. It's a recording studio. Our the, home. A recording studio that resembles a closet. Those are two different things. Correct. It is a, a recording studio. First. Extra, yeah, first. <laughs> closet second. Right now, uh, we did take a picture of ourselves recording. That's going to be posted to the Instagram at Stage Right Pod. If you're not following already, please follow so. us. <laughs> I told you I was aggressive. I'm sorry. She's in an aggressive mood this week, folks. That's Lindsay over there. And that's Morgan. And this is Stage Right Podcast. This is week five. I cannot believe. That's so many weeks. <laughs> week My five. My feel it. <laughs> She's feeling it this week. She's had a she's had a week. We're going to talk about that here in a little bit. How have you been this week, Morgan? First, you know, first, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. This week was better than last week as far as like fatigue and amount of things going on goes. So, three shows rocking and rolling all at once, and just getting into the swing of things in the spring. It's our busy season. So, and also getting the podcast launched. Yes. So for those of you who are just now jumping on board, we launched on iTunes and Spotify this week. We launched our Instagram account this week. Uh, shout outs this week. I might as well just lead right into that. Shout outs go to every single person who has subscribed, downloaded, followed us on Instagram. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. For being We're... willing to listen to yeah. us. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't sure if this was any good. I wasn't sure if anyone would listen. And so far... Those are the voices in my head every day. Aww. Am I very good? Will anyone care? <laughs> Fight through those insecurities, people. Tune in next week to find out. <laughs> but it's true. That's what we're all about. And we've talked about that. And that's so far... Um, some of the feedback that I've gotten is what people are excited about with this. Is that whole, you know, life's too short to not try new things even when we're grownups. And that's what you've been doing. Yes. Come hell or high water. <laughs> uh, another shout out. Uh, last week, we mentioned my dancing queens. This week, we learned their names. So <gasps> Debbie, Sarah, Nas, thank you for making Yay! dancing fun. Thank you for the laughter, as always. Uh, those are my buddies helping me learn to, to kick and turn and pop and squat and sachet and and plie and other big words. And they're giving you gifts as gifts. Gifts of gifts. <laughs> we talked about that last week. Definitely a quotable moment. Thank you for that, Jim. Um, yes. Yeah, so thank you to those dancing queens, getting my girl Lindsay on a positive note, making her smile every day and working hard, showing up to rehearsal. All four of you, right? Showing up early. Meeting on off days, putting in the sweat, blood, and tears. 
putting in the work to get us there. That's what it takes. And you guys are willing to do it. And that's half the battle. So good job, dancing queens. That rounds out the shout outs for this week. Oh, that's right. And I even wrote it down. The last final shout out goes to Miss Heather McKinney, who is, yes, we love that Heather. That was a golf clap. She's our friend and comedian at Dallas Comedy House, uh, an incredible uh, woman. And she's also one of the hosts of Sinisterhood, which is a fantastic podcast. She and Christy Wallace of Dallas Comedy House host Sinisterhood. And so Christy and Heather... Thank you for inspiring me to get off my tushy and do this podcast because the two of them have been so successful and the podcast is so great. So everyone should go give it a listen. Uh, Sinisterhood is on iTunes and Spotify. If you like true crime, cults, conspiracy theories. Dare I say sinister things? Sinister, all things sinister. They will uh, hook you up with that and... Like I said, Heather this week was just giving me all kinds of real uh, down and dirty advice about podcasts and Instagram and all kinds of fun things, as well as just being super, super supportive of us and encouraging about the content. So thank you, Heather. And now shout outs are complete. Now shout outs are complete. We are not thankful for anyone else on this planet. <laughs> nope. We're done. We are grateful. not thankful for you. No. Well, sorry, I mean, I'm not sorry. we covered all the important people anyway, our fans, our friends, and the dancing queens. <laughs> so let's get into it. Um, it was week four of rehearsal for you. I really don't know anymore. I've stopped counting. Week four. She's at this point, she's in a vortex. As now we it's say. like how many weeks until opening night, mm-hmm. which we have two weeks until there at this point. So at the beginning of this week, I guess it was three. Um, so at this point we've learned all the choreography for the most part, um, and all of the music and everything. So I think this week's focus was kind of putting it all together. Mm -hmm. Um, it was a very long week. Uh, Monday we, my parents had to put down my dog of 16 years. I handled it with the emotional maturity of a 10 year old. (laughs) (laughs) I blocked off my calendar at lunch so I could FaceTime my dog and I'm not ashamed of it. She, she knows my voice. She enjoyed that time just as much as I did. (laughs) I need everyone to know that this is the first time she's mentioning this to me. I didn't know I need everyone to know that Morgan doesn't allow me to be her friends until we're on air. So you've brought this upon yourself, Morgan. (laughs) I did not know about your puppy this week too. That's Lindsay, I'm so sorry. It was the worst. It was rough. That's uh, the worst. But, the you know, worst. it was time. She's had a great life. Yeah. We, it was a good time. Like, my brother and my mom and I and my dad, we all had that, you know, trips down memory lane, mm-hmm. how much fun she was. And you reach that point where you're just really grateful to have that much joy in your life. Like, with a, mm-hmm. with a dog or a pet, a friend, whatever. It's like, you know, this is really hard, but it's hard because we loved her so much. Yep. And, and she brought her family together in fun ways. So, that happened. Did uh, she have any Big Macs or anything before she Oh, my, my parents fed her human food, like, the entire four days. Like, as soon as they knew they had to put mm-hmm. her down, we are like, no more dog food for you. Yep. <laughs> you are now a queen. Yep. Good. Yeah. Good. And a life well lived. Yeah. Right? Yeah. A life well loved and a life well lived. What was, what was, was it her? Yes. Her what name was, her was name? Lucy. Lucy. And I named you. her in seventh grade because that's when we got her. And I was always a big fan of I Love Lucy. And mm-hmm. I wanted to name her Lucy so when I got home, I could say, Lucy, I'm home. 
And I did that every day, probably through high school. I'm not not ashamed of it. I loved it very much. <laughs> oh, Lucy, we love you. What kind of dog was she? She was a miniature dachshund. Oh, I grew, I grew up with dog. miniature dachshunds Aren't they in the my best? house. They're the literal best dogs. They the are. sweetest in their short little legs. Yes. Well, Lucy, we love you. Rest in peace. You were a Word. good girl. Word. But, but yeah, so that was, that was my Monday. Mm-hmm. Um, oh. So sorry. Just a couple like big projects finishing at work. So mm-hmm. kind of like longer days there transitioning into some like new responsibility at work also. So like a learning curve. Mm-hmm. So a lot of things so going straight from work and then, oh yeah, I have to know lines and stuff. And <laughs> uh, this was our first oh. week off book. Mm-hmm. Um, and then of course, putting everything together on its feet, being mm-hmm. able to dance and sing your part and mm-hmm. do everything correctly, take down the set, put up the set and your next it at the right time. So mm-hmm. kind of the first full run through of the show. We ran through the first act at the beginning of the week, the second act at the end of the week. And then mm-hmm. today, Sunday, we ran through the whole show for the first time without stopping. Even if we kind of fumbled or whatever, he wanted us to keep going and then give notes at the end. So long week putting it all together. Uh, we got a lot of feedback as the ensemble that we're really not there yet, that we're mm-hmm. um, kind of kind of holding everyone back probably because we mm-hmm. have a lot to learn with the dances and, and all the background music. And, mm-hmm. you know, it doesn't sound right if the group is off. The leads can be crushing it. But if, if we're behind or if we're hesitant, not confident, then it, it really does bring the whole show down. So uh, a lot of feedback there that we're, <laughs> we're not there yet, which can be discouraging when you feel like you're, uh, you're putting in a lot of extra time and, yeah. you know, it's again hard being an adult where if I have to choose between my job and mm-hmm. this, I'm picking my job every mm-hmm. time. <laughs> they pay me, it's they my pay career. the bills, and, right? And, and I love it. Yeah. So um, you have to make those choices and like, well, we'll, we'll just hope we still have time to get there because I, I mm-hmm. do still feel like we're putting in a lot of time, um, but but still not enough uh, as of yet. Well, there's still time left. I mean, keep this in mind. Let's put it in perspective. You just did your first. We call it a stumble through. I don't know if you called it that. No, <laughs> we really funny. do. I call it's on my rehearsal schedules. I call it a stumble through. And we'll talk about that in a second. But you literally just did that today. How many days of rehearsal do you have left before tech? Oh, gosh. Uh, so tech week would be the week before the actual show. Correct. So then we have four weekdays and one Sunday. So five days of rehearsal. And is the plan to do a run through every time? Do you I know? really don't know. So it sounded like tomorrow based on context clues that tomorrow we would be doing another run through. Okay. So if the plan is to do run throughs, which it probably is, or, or dress, they're not really dress rehearsals, but they're, yeah, they're run throughs. You're in a good place as far as the amount of time left that you have to get an idea of the flow of the show to get an idea of what comes next, which is actually like you were saying a second ago, you were talking about, that's basically what you were trying to do is figure out what we call your show arc. Okay. I'm in the opening number and then I go off and I change costumes to this thing. And then I need to make sure I'm stage right for this scene transition. And then I need to like, you're stitching all that together in your mind right now. It's going to be solidified more every time you do it. So you're going to be able to focus more on the time that you're on stage and your choreo, it's going to be able to um, be refined during that time. So you're in a good place. A lot of times, Lindsay, just to put you in perspective for youth shows, because a lot of our shows are double cast. And so I'm dealing with the fact that I'm having to switch casts. A lot of times I don't get a stumble through until two, two, one or two days before tech. Oh, I was like, before the show? No, before One tech. day before the show. But still. I, <laughs> I was mean, like, I've been to your shows. That's amazing. <laughs> that means each cast only gets one to two run-throughs, period, before they perform. Oh, period. Wow. So 
put it in perspective, if a bunch of, I love my students, but if a bunch of high schoolers and middle schoolers can, can rise to the, the occasion, you guys definitely can. And so, um, believe me, I have been that director a week before tech that has chewed out an ensemble. I've got kids listening right now who are probably going to be like, yep, she did it in this show. And, um, it goes back to what I was saying of the, the ensemble is truly the foundation. Like you were saying, if you guys are not firm and solid and confident, then everything else can crumble. We just outnumber the leads. When there's mm-hmm. one lead and, you know, sure. eight of us, we're more, more noticeable if we're doing poorly. Yes. And, you know, ensembles exist for a reason. They're there to help the audience know how they're supposed to feel, basically. Especially in, like, Mamma Mia, you're basically like a Greek chorus. Pardon the pun, but it's true. Like, a Greek chorus of sorts. Like, Is kinda... it a pun because ensembles also called the chorus? No, it was a pun because Mamma Mia takes place in Greece. Oh, well, I knew that, but I've heard some people call the ensemble the chorus, and I was like, there you go with all They're your theater jargon. Yeah. Let me explain this so to our listeners. So it was a double listeners. play on words. <laughs> the truth is you, you do outnumber them. And if you have a show like, for example, like Les Mis, right, where you've got leads, you've got probably five or six leads, but you've got 30 sometimes ensemble members. Yeah, you better bet that barricade in Les Mis and all those soldiers up on the barricade outshine and outnumber the leads a hundred percent. And if the battle scenes on the barricade aren't as dynamic as the solos, why does the audience care? Yeah. You know? So I do also have to say as a director that a lot of times it's that conversation, I'll say conversation with air quotes with the ensemble a week before will light the fire under their butts to uh, push them to what we're asking them to do. So a lot of times it's a technique <laughs> on behalf of directors. It really is. It's like, they're, they're almost gonna be like, well, I'll prove you wrong. Well, I'll show you director. And so then they come in and there's a new fire in their eyes and a new intention. So it could very well be that, you know, it's all strategic. Yeah. Oh, that's just like coaching. <laughs> I feel like yep. in sports coaches will lay into you because they want you to be mad because like you play harder when you're mad. <gasps> I was, I was never really? that. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. That is, I feel like anyone who's played sports has probably had that coach who's like, they're yelling at you like they want to fire you up so you go out there and play harder. So is this I like... thought that was very well known. <laughs> I was like, oh, this won't be much of a sports analogy. But the look on your face is like, this is brand new information. <laughs> well, I mean, okay, wait, wait, wait. Let's back up on that part. Like, my dad actually was a high school football basketball coach when I was growing up. This is so, new to me. Yeah, you didn't know that? Yeah, no. so my dad coached uh, high school girls basketball and football, a lot of my uh, rehearsal mannerisms, I feel like a lot of the way he is definitely, uh, my dad. You're like a, hold on, you're from Texas. So your theater directing style is like a Texas high school football coach. Basically. So everyone's going to go watch Friday Night Lights mm-hmm. and imagine you on stage. Mm-hmm. Ask my students. <laughs> I've, I throw things at the floor, not at students, all right, but I've kids. been known to throw Get things. on the stage, we're going to give it all we got. I mean... <laughs> ask them they would be like yeah she's definitely more like a football coach than (laughs) theater director so it rubbed off on me and i'm you know i'm definitely i drive a hard a hard line on as far as some of that stuff goes so you know i i like those uh, this whole like 
thing you're telling me about coaches like chewing people out on purpose i didn't realize wow it's interesting though because i feel like the the best coaches i've had like knew how to motivate the different players Mm. you know like maybe some kids really need Mm -hmm. that being fired up but there are Mm -hmm. others that maybe shut down with that or others that you don't need to waste their energy just telling them what to do correctly is enough and they'll bring it intrinsically just you know people are different our motivations are different so i think sometimes it's hard in any group like being coached and taught in one style people maybe respond differently and maybe not always as was desired a hundred percent i can definitely as a teacher and director speak to that of you got to feel each kid out and each actor out you not every person is going to respond to that type of tactic whatever it may be it may be positive reinforcement or it may be the exact opposite of that some are going to respond to the positive reinforcement and some are going to respond to the chewing out um, it's trying to have that and it's having that intuition of reading people and being able to figure out who's which kind of person. Yeah. So yeah. it's tough. It's tough. And some sometimes in the coaching world, I'm sure in the athletic world and in the theater world, there are people who just don't have that intuition. Honestly, yeah. they just are one kind or the other. And it's your job yeah. to be flexible um, in that structure. Yeah. No, I, I completely agree. My, my mom always told me from a young age regarding sports, you have to listen to what your coach says, not how they say it, because the, you know, they may tell you something in a hateful manner, (laughs) in a loud and boisterous manner, but the crux of what they're saying is the note you need to hear that, that you're leaving too early on that play Uh that you're singing out of key or whatever. And they may not say it with what you feel is respect, but you have to be able to take the note anyway and not let that, those emotions affect how you respond and keep playing. So I feel like that's helped me not only athletically, but professionally at work. You know, we all care about things. We say things in the heat of the moment. So it's a great skill to have to develop that thick skin to just take in the information, let the the data be what it is, Mm -hmm. and then uh, like move forward with it. That's that. Wow. Your mom. I want to take her and bottle her up and bring her to rehearsal because that is true. (laughs) She's Don't do that. Don't vaporize my mother and put her in a bottle. Sorry, Lindsay's mom. She's a human being with emotions. I just I got your back, mom. I will not let her capture you. She is not a genie in the bottle. Do not rub her the right or wrong way. I'm just a fan. I'm a fan of you. I want to bottle you up like a genie and take you to rehearsal. I just feel like I've made a lot of inappropriate (laughs) comments about my mother. We love your mom. Sorry. No, but she. Sorry to everyone for that. What she really said. It's true, though. Like, it's not uh, it's not how I'm saying something. It's what I'm saying. And I was mentioning this to Lindsay before we recorded tonight, there are times when I go in rehearsal that I, as a director, I almost become a different person. I go into this vortex of my work and all I can see is the piece and what needs to happen to execute the piece. And sometimes, and I say this to my actors, um, admittedly, I forget I forget their people up there. I forget they're human beings with hearts and minds and and opinions and feelings. And so it's really important when you're a director, I think, to have a relationship before you can have rules, because especially with young kids, and I work mainly with, with kids and teens who are in that really emotional, vulnerable state sometimes. And I can't come down on them super hard if they also don't know that I truly care about them. Yeah. Um, and so that's a hard line to walk and it's tricky, but, uh, the note that your mom gave you is super valuable. Such wisdom from Mm -hmm. parents. What's her name? 
Her name is Lisa. Shout out Lisa. Shout out Lisa. Shout out Lisa. Well, that's good. Um, that's good. That's a good get though for you. Have you, had you thought about that this week as you were, getting, as you were getting notes? Uh, like, honestly, I feel like it's become second nature because, like I said, mm-hmm. it's helped me so much professionally yeah. because, yeah. like I said, when we care about things, when we're passionate and when we're intense and trying mm-hmm. to do things quickly, you don't always speak to other humans the way you would want to <laughs> if you right. could go back and redo it. Right. Uh, so I feel like that's just something that is kind of ingrained into you. And maybe it hurts your feelings a bit because you thought you were doing something well, but mm-hmm. like you have to shake that off immediately and keep, mm-hmm. and keep going. Yes, um, I like that. Yeah. But well, while we're on notes, one of the notes... I got this week. Well, not just me. They were saying it a lot. We they kept talking about head voice and you know, oh yeah, quit using your head voice. You okay. got to use your your chest or you got to place it in your mask. Mm-hmm. I I don't know what any of these words meant. Okay. Or sorry, <laughs> that was a poor sentence. I didn't know what any of those words meant. <laughs> yes, got it. Check. Um, so I talked to a few other. There's one woman in this ensemble who mm-hmm. is a vocal coach. Mm-hmm. She was explaining oh, it's a type of singing. It's how to sing correctly. And I thought, oh, dear, I did not know there was a right and wrong way to sing. Uh, and she was like, well, where, where do you normally sing? And I was like, well, in my car. <laughs> in my shower. Yeah. You know, just wherever I am when there is music. Oh, she she's like, meant. She's like, no, like from like, she's like pointing to different places, like her head and mm-hmm. her throat. And I was like, I, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I just sing. And okay. So, so we, Morgan and I talked about this week because I had a scare where I thought I was losing my voice because mm-hmm. um, my throat was feeling scratchy. Ugh. And apparently that is a bad sign. Um, she was stressing me out, y'all, with this no voice thing. I was well, stressing. Well, I made a mistake and texted her. I'm terrified I'm losing my voice, but it was during a break in rehearsal, so I couldn't respond back for a while. So I come back to these novels of things I should be doing. <laughs> Paragraphs, really. And I thought, oh, dear. Morgan is having a panic attack. Mm, I was real worried about She's my so friend. She's so invested in me. It's so sweet. Worried about my friend Lindsay <laughs> losing her voice before tech week. Well, it's scary because I'm like, well, I feel fine. People are like, your voice is scratchy. That's a bad sign. Stop singing. Stop, Stop talking. Singing I'm like, we're in the middle of a rehearsal and they're telling us to sing louder. I feel like I have no choice. Mm. That's when you go up to the director or the music director, in my opinion, and say, my voice is going. Can I please mark? I feel like they're going to say, uh, why is your voice going? Shouldn't you have been singing correctly? And you're going to say, this is my- I didn't know what that was. The first play, people. Give me a break. Okay, I'm sorry. Uh, you- <laughs> I got I got carried away. <laughs> you, uh, you're so defensive. I know. I like I'm it. very defensive like of it. you. How dare they? Uh, you mentioned marking, though. Do you want to explain what that is? I have picked up what it is from context okay. clues, but I did not know what it was what it was before I went into this. Yes, we will briefly talk about marking versus going full out, and then we need to go back to the singing and proper placement, because I do have things okay. to say about that. Um, first, so yeah, marking versus going full out. Did you know that was a thing? No, why would you do anything halfway, <laughs> Morgan? Yes, can I get a high five for that? <laughs> Thank you. I, that is my life mantra. So every time we're doing the dance, I thought the expectation was to do the dance fully to your ability. Well, okay, so here's, here is, there are two sides to this coin. The first side is what I say to my actors is just going off what you just said. Practice like you perform. If you perfect practice makes mm-hmm. perfect, if you practice at 40% and then all, all of a sudden expect to bring it at tech week and bring it to performances, you're sorely mistaken because your body has learned it the wrong, the other way. Sorry. The, that was a Freudian slip the wrong way. Yes. The other way your body has learned 40%. So all of a sudden, what you think it's going to be tech week and magically you're going to be at 120. No, <laughs> I say it all the time to my actors practice like you perform. 
There are little flames in Morgan's eyes right now as she's talking. I get like super keyed up about it. Um, If y'all could just be a fly on the wall in my rehearsals, my students listening will tell you. I get really keyed up about that because sometimes in youth theater, they don't know the professional world and they don't know that if you don't practice like you perform, you don't work. (laughs) You know, in the professional world, you've got to bring it every time or else you're not going to get hired again because there's 10 people behind you who are willing to, to do it. Yeah. So that said, there are times when it is acceptable to not go full out. Do you mean vocally or physically? Both. Both. Um, and we call that marking. We say, just mark your choreo for this time or just mark through the song for this time. And what that means is just take it down to, you know, maybe 20 or 30 percent. Now that said, the the appropriate times to mark are probably when you're working on a number in the studio and you're trying to clean things up and you're repeating the same section over and over again. If you're trying to get it, if there's something about it that is not performance quality, that's one thing. But if you're trying to just learn the steps, a lot of times when you're just learning, you're marking a lot of times during cue to cues, not a cutie cue, although... I like that name <laughs> during cue to cues or sometimes during tech people are marking. Um, and all the time when someone is injured or having vocal fatigue, my advice is to mark as a director. Um, if, if anyone is feeling any kind of tension in their voice or they've sprained an ankle and are swollen down, you know, there or something, I always let them mark. Um, And we always mark, like if we're, like I said, if we're repeating a number a lot and we're just cleaning things up, um, typically it's okay to mark. Does that clarify? Yeah, yeah, And they'll tell, like, the leads to mark if we're, there are a few songs that are really vocally heavy Mm -hmm, for the lead, mm -hmm. but they're a big dance break ensemble number, so we're doing it for the ensemble. So, like, hey, you know, lead person, just mark it here because they don't want to fatigue them since we're doing the song five times in a row because dance wise we needed it to keep Mm -hmm. practicing and we utilize them in the choreography so we need them there but going full out vocally is just a lot for them so so I've, i've seen that and that makes sense but whenever we're doing the dances and they're telling us to go full out it feels like they want it vocally also and i think um with the rock style music we're doing mm-hmm. i've just been using my throat i don't know oh. if that's a voice what, it is, <laughs> but it's... that's the same reaction the the vocal coach lady had. <laughs> She's, mm. that's, that's the worst thing you can be doing it's the worst thing you can be doing <laughs> um we'll get to that here in just one second, the, but I did want to say, um, wait, what were we, we were talking about full out versus marking. It's hard to, I get what you were saying about if you're not going full, if you're going full out physically, it's hard to not go full out vocally. And that is a hundred percent true. Uh, my advice to you, a little tip or trick on that would be if, as long as the director knows you're not singing full out, like if you're marking vocally, just mouth the words. Just mouth the words with full out face. I'm making a big face right now, like cheesy, smiley face. Just mouth the words um, and don't try and sing anything at all would be my would be my recommendation on that. Okay, so let's let's do some vocal work here. We really are going to we're going to do a little coaching today because I want to talk to you about like placement of your voice. So I'm going to have you actually scoot back just a little bit from the mic so that if it's loud sounds, yeah, so you don't frighten people. So sit up for me. Okay. We're, 
We're not standing. We're on the floor of my closet, as you all know, but she's going to put her hands on her diaphragm, which if you don't know where your diaphragm is, you're going to find your ribs and like walk your fingers toward each other until they get to that soft spot below the, the bone. Can you feel that? Mm-hmm. Okay. So now pick a target in the room anywhere and I'm, you're going to send your sound from your diaphragm. I'm going to go first and then I want you to go, ha, 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 ha. Good. Send your sound to the target. Ha! Huh. Hey! 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 Target! Over there! Hey! Good. So that's... Do you feel that power from your diaphragm? Yes. Good. So when you put your hands on that... Am I coming closer to the microphone Yeah, I'm like now? telling you so, so we can hear what you're saying. <laughs> what do you feel on your diaphragm? Morgan's just making I'm like motions, making motions with her hand. I'm well, like, come closer to the Do you ever... <laughs> did you play the game Catchphrase? Yes. Okay. So yes. Catchphrase was one of my favorite games in high school. Still is. Uh-huh. But you know that person, they give you a clue... And they're like, no. And they just shake and their just hand shake at their you. Hand and you're like, you. I need more words. <laughs> like, no, just no. And you're like, that's not helping. I feel like that's what you just said That was to me. me. I was that just was waving you. my hand at her like, come on, don't you know what I've been I holding that in for a very long time. I'm I had sorry. a friend. I can think of her right now. I'm like, use your words. The game is yes, about ma'am. words. Anyway. I will use my words. Scoot closer to your mic. Sorry. So what did you feel when you did that on the diaphragm? What did it do? It was firm. It was firm. Did it move at all? It came like out to meet my fingers. Correct. It'll go, it it is a muscle. It'll go up and out. So you really, that's where your, your power is as a singer, not your throat. Okay. Okay? So everything comes from that diaphragm and you want to just imagine the air is gliding straight over those vocal cords and just coming out the vocal cords, the voice, the throat itself is really just a channel for the air to pass through. Okay. Okay. So when we talk about placing our voice, what you were talking about when she was saying, sing in your mask, she was talking about placement. So where you're going to place the sound so we can place it in our chest. We call it our chest voice, or you hear people say their belt, their belt voice. Okay. You can place it in your face. So that's why we do. This is one of Morgan's warm ups mm-hmm. where you pinch your nose and make noises. But that's why we do it, to get the resonance in the face so that you can know what that placement is like, right? And then we have the head voice, which when we do our sirens and we do the yawning and we go up into that kind of thing. My siren was terrible just now. But you go up into that head voice, which is that lighter kind of airier sound. Okay. And because I didn't know until I started this, a siren is a vocal warm up where you Mm -hmm. start high, low, high, or low, high, low, like you just did. Mm-hmm. I'm just explaining all the vocab mm-hmm. words. As, I'm sorry, everyone. <laughs> Sirens are what I just did. You you basically, okay, let's do one together, You but kind of back away from the mic. Low, high, low, or what? So what we're going to do is, first of all, yawn, just yawn and stretch. Uh-huh. <sighs> so when you yawn, physically, what happens in your body? Uh-huh. Your palate kind of raises and your vocal cords stretch. Mm-hmm. Your whole vocal cavity just expands. Not to mention that you're sending oxygen to your brain, which is all kinds of good stuff. So that soft palate, like you mentioned, is really super important because the raised soft palate allows the sound to pass through. And it, it, uh, if the soft palate's not raised, it makes the channel a little bit flatter. And that's what happens at the pitch. It goes flat. So a big tip for you... Like let's, let's, what's a phrase and we can sing, you know, a short phrase from the show. What's a phrase that they're wanting you to do in a more mixed place? 
Well, and by mix, I should clarify when I say a mixed voice, we mean that bridge between the head voice and the chest voice, kind of that that mid face place is when we well, say mixed. I feel voice. like they've given us just the general note that they don't want us in our head vo- head voice. Mm-hmm. They want like the more rock guttural sound, make it ugly with quotes. So that's, that's kind of like what they've said because <laughs> the music style uh-huh. is like rock and like rough. They don't want it to sound like a church choir, right? Um, so. The, the problem there is I we have to be, like, loud and hold some mm-hmm. notes. So I, I really feel like I'm just kind of yelling at yep. parts. Yep. Um, so th- my challenge there is trying to figure out how to not make my throat hurt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but, like, I don't I don't know how to sing differently. I'm just, okay. I'm just like, I'm just singing the note. Like, I, I, right. I didn't know this was a thing. So it's just very hard for me to... I feel like it's a prank. Like, everyone is in on this, uh, like, telling me that uh-uh. there's a correct way to sing. I'm like, okay, when, when's the punchline? Because <laughs> okay. everything you guys are saying sounds the same to me. <laughs> so that's where we're going to do this thing of the nasal cavity that I, you know, you, it sounds weird and looks weird to rev the sound into your nasal cavity. Yeah. Oh, but you asked me for a lyric of the, the song if uh-huh. you wanted that. Yeah, I what is it? Uh, so it's in gimme. Uh-huh. So like my part is gimme, gimme a man after, and I hold night instead uh-huh. of saying, so it's night. It's like you kind of okay. change, but you hold it really long while dancing vigorously. And we're supposed to be like really loud. So I think that's my part. Cause I end up just like, night. Uh, okay. Yeah. Well, see, we also, they want you to be loud, but they also want you to blend. Have they said the word blend at all? Mm. I don't know. So if if everybody up there is singing in their chest voice and just belting it out like you just were, it, we we can hear more parts over others, and we really just want to hear all the parts at once. We want it to be this nice mixed blended sound. Okay. And sometimes when some people are singing in their head voice and some people are singing in their chest voice, we miss the head voice people because all we can hear are the chest voice people. Oh. So, so what they're saying is they want you to mix. So again, the mix is this weird place between your head voice and your chest voice. And Lindsay, here's the other thing. People work for years on their mix. It's not easy. The, the woman was explaining this to me and the woman who plays the lead um, daughter, she, she's amazing. She sounds beautiful every Mm -hmm. time she opens her mouth and she's Mm -hmm. like, Oh, it took me forever to learn how to sing. Right. I was like, great. So the five minutes I just had a tutorial, I shouldn't feel too confident in. Well, (laughs) it's just, she was just introducing concepts to you that were completely foreign so far. So we're just like opening up this whole new world to you that the the concept that it's even possible to place your voice in different places. Yeah. yeah. So I I still don't know if I've done it. Well, so we're going to try something real quick. So that's where I was. How do I know if I'm I'm doing it? I'm I'm trying to get there. So nah, uh, what is night? Is that what it is? Close enough. Okay. It's hard for me to remember. So we're going to rub it into your nose. (laughs) So I'm trying to put it in my nose, Mm -hmm. not my chest. In your nose. The problem is I'm singing in my chest. The problem is you're probably singing in your head or your chest. Like you were saying you were, it was really loud. Then it's in your chest voice and it's not blending. I'm just like yelling. I I don't Uh know. So it's probably (laughs) chest voice. Okay. So why don't you do that for me? Rub it into your nasal cavity. Yeah. So she started doing it without shaking her hand. And then I told her, shake your hand. Why do you think I'm doing that? To make sure I feel it or mm-hmm. make it resonate. Exactly. We're, we really are opening up the sinus cavities in your face. Okay. Um, so let's do, let's do a little exercise together. I have all my students doing warmups. We're going to do Star Wars together. What if I don't know the Star Wars theme song? Okay. Let's pick the one you do know. How about happy birthday? You know, happy birthday. Oh gosh. Yes, I do. Okay, okay cool. <laughs> Um, so we're going to rev 
happy birthday into our nasal cavities. Okay. Okay. Um, but we don't need to do the whole song. We're just going to do the happy birthday, dear da da. Okay. okay. Um, uh, starting pitch. Okay. Ready? Mm-hmm. Here we go. Keep going. I feel like we sound like the Alvin and the Chipmunks, like Christmas songs. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Is that how people recorded this? Um, Maybe. (laughs) Could be. It it does. It does sound a little chipmunky. Okay. But you started talking before we could finish the exercise. So now we have to do it again. Sorry. This time. It's okay. We're going to do it again. And this time without stopping, we're going to immediately sing it. Okay. So we're going to rev it once. It's okay. We're going to rev it once and then we're going to immediately sing it. And this time I'm going to go just a little bit higher in a key. So don't freak out. Okay. I'm sorry to everyone who has to listen to this (laughs) twice because I couldn't resist my joke about chipmunks. I loved your chipmunk joke. Okay. Let me give you the starting pitch. Hold on. Ready? Here we go. Happy birthday, dear Lindsay. Okay, good. Did that? How did that feel in your voice? I just don't know. Well, for my money, from sitting over here, you were it sounded more mm-hmm. okay. You were in your mixed voice. I feel like you know when you go to the eye doctor and they're like one or two, <laughs> one or two. And you're like they are the same. Exactly this is a trick. Same. That's what well, it feels like. Right head now. voice, head voice would be happy birthday, going up into this really pretty. Um, sing-songy, operatic style. Okay. And then where you were just now was n- placed more in your face. So, so there's a difference between head voice and face voice. Correct. Okay. And we were just doing face voice. We were doing mix or face, nasal. It's all kind of the same thing. Okay. So basically a big tip that I would say to you is if there is a, a chunk of music that you're having trouble and they're telling you it's in the wrong place and they want it to be mixed, I would do that do that chunk in your revving as an exercise okay. and then sing it immediately after and okay. it's going to be in the right place. Okay. Okay. That's helpful. Another thing that's helpful is, and um, there are vocal teachers probably, if they listen, they're probably going to hate me for saying this because there's a lot of vocal teachers that, that are more classical and are not big musical theater fans, uh, not fans, but just they coach for classical, right? They yeah. coach for classical. And so musical theater is that in the face kind of sound that, as we say, the, the, the musical theater belty style, it's like really in the face. So a lot of times when you're on stage, just think to yourself, sing it in my face, literally just thinking to yourself where you want to place it really will help. Okay. Okay. So doing the revving, it sounds like Alvin and the Chipmunks. I love that reference. I'm going to use it with my students because it's so true. Um, but it's worth it because it gets the sound in that right place. And it's a little uh, drill that you can do to make sure you're, you're doing that correctly. Okay. Sirens are also excellent. The, the diaphragm thing we just did. So when I'm doing the face thing, am I mm-hmm. supposed to feel anything different in my diaphragm? Yes, you are pushing, putting it into your face. You are placing it in that area, but you are pushing from the motor. You're pushing from here, uh, which I'm having my hand on my diaphragm. Like, do you ever see, uh, maybe you've never noticed it before, but start to watch. Like if you watch on even American Idol or watch some of the famous uh, pop singers or Beyonce or some of them, when they sing, they'll put their hand there. 
They are putting their hand there to make sure to remind themselves to push from there. Okay. So that's, I'm not placing my voice there. No. I'm just remembering that it's a muscle that I'm pushing from. Okay. Correct. So that's the like, motor. How do you place half your voice in the diaphragm and mm-hmm. half your have your voice somewhere Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's confusing. (laughs) You're right. That's very confusing. So yeah, hand on the diaphragm because that's the motor, but the placement is going to go in your face. Okay. Is that, is, was any of that helpful? We probably just went through all that. No, no, no. no. You at least gave me a drill to do until I can feel a difference. Because I don't know if I felt, because I'm like, well, I don't know what it felt like the other way. It's been a few hours sure. since rehearsal. <laughs> and, and for all we know, uh, dear listener, we could have we could have ended up editing out that whole section where we where we were trying to do a little mini voice lesson here in the in the podcast recording. But the truth is, like those kind of little drills, if you can do those kind of things in your car on the way now, because now I'm betting, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm betting. Now the vocal parts are more second nature to you. You're knowing what to sing a little more. Like yeah, yeah, yeah the words yeah. are coming easier the, to there you. There are some that still aren't, um, just because it's really hard for me to, you know, hear it. Because mm-hmm. there are some parts where we have really long, just mm. like for like twenty measures, sure. and so it's hard for me to remember what my notes are because I don't uh-huh. really hear it in the in the words from the melody or in the instrument, uh, the the tracks. Got it. So. There are some parts, but I just need to practice more, I think, because the, the words parts that I have to sing are starting to come a bit easier. Okay, good. So now is the time, as I tell my students too, like now is the time that we get to layer in all this technique stuff because yeah. you've done the part of learning it. Like now that you know it for the most part, you can now practice on your way to rehearsal instead of trying to remember the lyrics and remember your vocal part. Now, now you can sound better. <laughs> uh-huh. Place, try placing it. And, and, and a lot of things I'll, a lot of times in my lessons, I'll I will have the student exaggerate and really sing it in their face on purpose. And it sounds silly and you'll do it in your car by yourself. You'll never do that in a performance, but you're doing it in an exaggerated way to feel it on purpose and watch all those notes will just fall into place. Okay. So try it. Okay. Um, And I'm proud of you. Thank you for going there. Good job. You just like did it. And I was like, we're going to do a little exercise here in the middle. And she just like was like, all right, let's go. So. What else? So you put the, you put the music and the body together this week. You mentioned that too. How was that? Um, I, th- I think it's probably rough uh, as we've talked about before with, with the ensemble, since we're a group dancing the mm-hmm. same, it's hard cause you can't see everyone. Yep. So just being, you know, half a beat or even less than that off, it, it's noticeable when you're in the back row or sure. you're in the audience, you know? Um, so that's also hard cause we just can't see ourselves. Uh, yeah. Some of the spaces we're practicing, we don't have mirrors. So it's hard to, cause you can only go off of, um, their reaction and it's normally not very happy. So okay. you're like, ah, oh, which part was it? Cause when you see it, you're like, oh yeah, I saw the chorus, how we all, all of our arms were up at a different time versus just knowing that the whole number was bad. It's hard to kind of pinpoint where, where to start. So we'll just have to put in some more time there. Well, you can't see yourselves. Yeah. Right. So let me ask you this. Has anyone filmed you yet uh yeah a couple times when they've taught the choreo because they will post on facebook so everyone has a reference point from they practice so now when we're at the place where we're cleaning up and you're getting all these notes you're an athlete so you know the power of game tapes Mm -hmm. right so now oh they're not filming us when we just run through right so now i'm saying give your phone to someone and say film us nice okay and then you can go home and watch because a lot of times um we just moved into a beautiful new facility about a year ago 
um, where I work. But before that, we were in a shopping center in a, in a little, you know, little teeny shopping center and we didn't have any rooms with mirrors, not any. And so those students were having to learn choreo without literally seeing themselves at all. And so what we would do is we would film them and we would post the, the, tapes to the blog, which is how we share with them as we have an online blog and, and they would go home and watch and, and they'll see, they can see exactly what we're saying. Oh, my right hand isn't up at that point. I am late on that or whatever. She was right. So give somebody your phone and say, film us and then watch the tapes. No, that's helpful. Yeah. Because a lot of, you know, the feedback we, we got, um, they would tell us I was sloppy mm-hmm. uh, and things like that. So I went up to to one of the choreographers because there's two, and I was and I was like, you know, can you be more specific on where we're sloppy? Because I I feel like I'm doing Mm-mm. what I'm. Pra- well, I said I feel like I'm. They doing- can't probably. <laughs> well, okay, I interrupted you. No, I now mean, you're like- interrupting me. Well, hold, let me finish because he did he did have an answer. Um, so I so I asked him, you know, can you be more specific? on where we're sloppy because mm-hmm. I feel like I'm doing it exactly as a as I practice. Mm-hmm. So you know, like I. Yeah. Obviously I'm doing something wrong. hundred percent. And he was like, yeah, it's, it's the details. Like, you know, a, a fist instead of an arm mm-hmm. being sharper. And, and, and that made sense. Cause I was like, well, you know, I was on time. I think we all were, it didn't feel like anyone was really behind. And so like the note wasn't like on the fourth measure on this dance move, this is where you are. It was just like details like this hitting things like this, just being sharper. So, so that was helpful at least to know kind of what they meant. Sure. Cause sloppy was just such an ambiguous term for me, not being a dancer. I'm yeah. Like, what does that mean? It just, just sounds negative. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, and that's getting back. That's why I was, that's what I was saying when I said that was it, he, he couldn't be specific. That's what I was saying is that when someone films you, they can be specific. The only way, honestly, for me to be that specific as a director is when I film rehearsal and go home and watch the game tapes. I'll yeah. spend hours watching rehearsal tapes and taking notes from tapes. So what I was saying was that the the choreographer couldn't give you specifics because he didn't film. He doesn't know the specifics. If you film and watch and go home, you'll be able to see the specifics, but he, he's not able to watch everything in such a minute. I'm sure he probably had a couple or he or she probably had a couple of moments that they could remember that stood out to them. But yeah, he gave like one example yeah. about an arm. He's like this, this arm doing that, like that's an example. I was like, mm-hmm. Oh, okay. But the thing that tapes will show you is, is exactly which examples you're needing to know. So yeah. for what it's worth, it's Try been super, somewhere. yeah, okay. it's been super useful for us in the youth world. And then I wanted to talk about, too, you were talking about piecing everything together. And right now you are also where you're supposed to be as far as that's concerned. I call it your show order. So something that can be helpful, I don't, you may already have done this, but something I advise my actors to do is just start a list uh, of a show tracking for yourself. First, I'm in this number and then I'll need to you know, change into this costume or, uh, I need to get backstage for this transition or, okay, I have a break until this number. Um, so that you're literally mapping out your entire show from beginning to end. Um, because right now you're trying to stitch everything together in your mind and this will definitely help you as you get into closer to tech week. Okay. That's helpful. Yeah. So make sure you do that, your little show order. Um, That's my homework. One of the things. Yeah, your show tracking. That can be your homework for this week. Speaking of homework, 
Well, how's your costume coming? I should check in on your costume. I have procured my shoes. <gasps> She's wearing them right now. They're I so am. cute. They are black Converse high top shoes. I got them with a gift card my husband had had for like two years <gasps> to the Nike store. They That's conveniently awesome. had them. <laughs> That's uh, awesome. So that was a win. Uh, Free costume shoes, yes. basically. Uh, the other stuff I, I'm planning to pick out this week. We just cool. ha- I've had a lot of stuff going on. My parents were in town over the weekend and stuff like that so haven't really had a free definitely not a free night because we're in rehearsal and then i didn't have any free time this weekend so i'll make a point to do that because i think your friend made a mood board yes okay she's she's got ideas i had the i had to dial her back i was like let's (laughs) let's keep in mind i don't want to spend a lot of money (laughs) hey amazon sky is not the limit here. (laughs) i'm telling you amazon and thrift stores girl you'd be surprised what you can find yeah. Well, that's awesome. The homework of singing while you run, as we said, I specifically gave her the note to stop singing while she runs. I got a little aggressive. Well, like I said, they were telling the ensemble that we were doing so poorly and that we need to be singing and Aww. dancing, that we need to be singing while we're running. So I was like, well, I've got to double time it. So I was waking up in the morning oh, to no. run and sing and then going and well, now I know screaming, not singing correctly, mm. screaming in the morning, screaming in the afternoon. Or evening when we had practice. So mm-hmm. I think I just did too much too mm-hmm. soon. And that's why my throat got a little scratchy. And a couple of people were like, well, are you sure you're not sick? I'm like, I, I know what being sick feels like. And this mm-hmm. is not it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have a distinct correlation of I am singing and now my mm-hmm. throat feels scratchy. Mm-hmm. And then I stopped singing for a few hours and my throat feels fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, that is not sickness. No, it's about the placement, like we were saying. Yeah. And so, so hopefully, hopefully that can help. Yeah. Hopefully some of these little uh, drills we did will help you with that. Yeah, but I'm kind of bummed because, like I said, the running and singing really helps. Like, I was feeling really vocally supported with oxygen Mm -hmm. uh, after doing all that and Mm -hmm. the numbers and not being able to do that. I'm like, no, it was so helpful. Uh, But uh, Yeah, that's tricky. But I feel like if if you're in great shape and can't sing, that doesn't work either. (laughs) Ah, gotcha. (laughs) Well, you can't, yeah, you can't perform a musical with no voice. So that was my advice to her this week was... Let's save the voice. Stop singing while you run for right now. And then she said, I repeat, stop singing while you run. <laughs> did you have any throat coat this week? I had a lot of throat coat. How did it go for you? It, it was very nice. I learned that you can only have like two a day. Mm-hmm. Um, I had three one day. Oops. Um, so after Googling how much I can have without hurting myself, I decided I should listen to the two. Uh, so then I have some mint tea mm. uh, in between the two. So I try to have a throat coat in the morning and a throat coat either in the afternoon or evening. And then mint tea in between because it's soothing, just the mm-hmm. hot liquid. Have you ever had a Starbucks medicine ball? I have not. So you don't have to go to Starbucks to get one. I'm sure you can easily find a hack recipe to make it at your own home. But Starbucks has a drink called a medicine ball for vocal fatigue and sickness. Nice. Yeah. So I think it's... What's it made out of? I think it's mint tea, some sort of citrusy type of tea and honey. Cool. Okay. Yeah. So look at lemon, maybe, Uh, maybe some ginger in there too. I'm just making stuff up at this point. Medicine ball at Starbucks. That's my hack for the week. When my voice was gone back in January, there was a day that I had, I think four medicine balls in one day. It was crazy. Um, So yeah, that's, that's a little bit of the vocal rest and remedies. Um, If you have a humidifier or a diffuser, for some essential oils. Those are also excellent. Mm-hmm. Peppermint, eucalyptus, lavender, 
are really good for the voice and a humidifier to sleep with that on at night is going to really help to, to saturate those vocal cords while you sleep. Mm-hmm. So that's good. I know you don't normally eat dairy mm-hmm. anyway, but, um, when other people or some of my students feel that, uh, coming on or any kind of congestion, I immediately tell them to cut out the dairy because it can really create the phlegm and the mucus and the vocal cords and yeah. make life harder. So that's not you, but if anybody else out there is feeling vocal fatigue or congestion, I would, I would recommend to cut out the dairy. Yeah. Um, so the o- other homework I had was listening to the OBC, original mm. Broadway cast, to help me distinguish my part from everyone else's. Yep, yep. That, that, that's been helpful to at least practice hearing what feels like chaos in my ears. Oh, really? It was helpful? And, and okay, good. Mine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you also recommended slowing it down on yeah. YouTube, which um, yeah. I did a bit with, with my dancing queens. We tried doing that um, for the dances. I, I felt, at least for the dancing, for me, it was easier to go at tempo. Okay. Um, cool. And... I think I've been practicing enough to try to learn my part that I was able to kind of catch from going full speed, but I'll keep that in mind mm-hmm. uh, when learning new parts in the future. Yeah, um, good. The other homework, it was just a matter of time until I failed at a homework assignment. It really was. What are you uh, talking about? So the spacewalk. We didn't do a spacewalk. We didn't, but girl. But I'll give us a break, but I'll give us a break <laughs> because we're adults. You got a lot going on. And a sp- here's the thing, a spacewalk is... Is it takes a little bit of time and you need space. So I kind of just said that off the cuff last week, knowing that we probably so would that was not. more extra credit. So I didn't fail. Yeah, it was just no, extra credit. I chose fail. not to do. <laughs> you did not fail a ding dang thing, my well, friend. Well, I'll try to do it this week. Um, because I'm committed. You have one more week until tech. Yes. So do you know what the plan is for this week as far as you guys go? I don't. They've alluded to uh, running through the show more, but I don't know if um. There will be nights where we focus in on certain parts. Mm-hmm. Uh, there probably will be just, like I said, since the ensemble is kind of struggling with a few of our big dance numbers. So I, I would expect some more time with the choreographer, but none of that's set in stone yet. Got it. Got it. Well, remember what I said at the beginning and you kind of laughed at me because it it didn't seem like it may not it was be a real term, but I use the term stumble through all the time. Like it's on my rehearsal schedule as a stumble through just to remind my actors of like, hey, we're it's just, not gonna be perfect. yeah, we're just putting all this together for the first time. We really are stumbling through it. And from here on, your steps are going to be more and more sure. It's going to be less of a stumble and more of a sure, confident walk. Yeah. A strut, if you will. Um, a strut through. A strut That's what opening through. night is, a strut through. Yes, ma'am. So I just wanted to remind you of that, that like it was, it's called a stumble through for a reason. And y'all were really feeling that today, but Another thing I wanted to remind you of, uh, or maybe not even remind you if you've never heard this before, you're probably gathering theater people are kind of intense. Um, <laughs> we, we work hard, we play hard, and we live life very passionately. So I'm sure that can be disarming at times and like, oh my God, you people are intense. Yes, we are. But it's good to remind yourself that it really is a play. It's, it's not called a work, right? It's <laughs> called a play. So like, even if, if everything around you is intense, just remember that like all theater people are like that. Like they really are. We're just intense people. And we need to remind ourselves sometimes that it's just a play. Like it's a play. And yeah. at the end of the day, um, you're going to go home and you're still going to get in your car. And at the end of the day on opening night, people are going to be there. And it feels frustrating now. 
I promise you, promise you, promise you the high that you will feel after performing. It's kind of like, um, I haven't had a child yet myself, but I liken it. I, I would imagine to when a mom goes through the pain of childbirth and then she looks at her kid and like forgets all the pain that she just I'm went sorry. through. <laughs> You're just describing performing <laughs> to the miracle of life. I mean, you know, I haven't had a child yet, but I bet it's the same. You, you know, will, but you loving are. Loving a child and loving a play. I you bet are. You're birthing something. <laughs> I just say that just to be like, you look at that finished product and it just makes you forget all the hard work that you had to put through, like to get there. Yeah. So I can, I can sports analogy that to running a marathon because mm, when, ooh, if, okay. if you're, if you're in like a good baseline level of fitness, you could expect about four months to train for a marathon. Okay. So much longer if you're not at a good baseline level of fitness. Okay. But, uh, like race day is really fun and like you get done, you have a medal. There's ooh. so much free food. You're like, this is so great. I, I love this. But the whole four months of your training, you're like, why am I doing this? Yes. <laughs> this is a terrible choice. Okay. There you go. So, <laughs> so, so think of it like, think of it like that too. If that's more helpful, think of it like a marathon or putting in all the hard work and then game day. Right. Yeah. It all is worth it at the end. Yeah. You forget the pain when you're in, in, mm-hmm. in the moment. It's, 100%. That's helpful to remember when you're training because that's that's why we're doing this because mm-hmm. that's what the fun is. Yeah. So good. So I just wanted to remind you of those things. Your homework for next week, honestly, is to just put your nose to the grindstone and take care of yourself and make sure you're, you know, for f- fulfilling your duties as an adult and going to work and making sure your job, first of all, and your <laughs> life is in order. And then... And practicing all my parts mm-hmm. while wiggling my nose there like a chipmunk. There you go. <laughs> yeah. So if that's your homework for... That's, that's the only homework I have for you this okay. week. For sure. So just... And also the other homework I have for you is to make sure you're getting rest, which I know you're not. I love rest. She's not sleeping at all, I'm sure. I'm sleeping. Not as much as I would like to. (laughs) So try and catch up on the sleep because that's the first place sickness can come in is when you have lots of fatigue and your body's beat down. So I think that's, that's enough homework for the next week though. I don't think, I don't think you, you need any more than that. I think your plate is as full as it can be with, with all that's going on in this show. And I think you guys are again, like I said last week, I know I said it last week, but it's still true. You're in the thick of it. Weeks three and four, you're, you've taken all the pieces apart and you haven't put anything. You're just now starting to put the pieces, the whole thing back together again. So it's going to feel discombobulated. It's going to feel like when you clean out your closet and you literally take everything out and throw it on the bed and it's going to feel like, oh my gosh, everything's in chaos. And then you reorganize it, clean everything up, make a bag to go to Goodwill, and then you put it all back in the closet and it's like so much better than before you started. I feel like you're using my love of cleaning closets against me. <laughs> or for you. But it you. was smart. It was smart because you motivated me. I love that <laughs> feeling so Clean much. out your proverbial closet. <sighs> like Eminem yes. says. Yes. <laughs> okay. So uh, if you're wanting to find us, you can definitely find us on Instagram at Stage Right Pod. Uh, oh, one more thing. I wanted to say for our listeners, this is homework for our listeners. We're, we are on week five. I anticipate season one is going to be eight episodes, but we're really not sure what form the show is going to take for beyond these first eight episodes. So we would love to hear from you listeners. If you could just email us at stagerightpod at gmail.com. I would just love to hear y'all's ideas. Yeah. Suggestions about what you think 
we should do for season two. Um, I don't know that Lindsay's going to go right into another show after this. I would doubt not. She needs a break. So um, what the format is, we're just not sure of. So we'd love to hear your suggestions on that. As always, like I said, follow us on Instagram. Uh, please share us on iTunes. Please subscribe. We would love your rates and reviews as well, because that's super helpful um, in the iTunes world to get our name out there. So if you don't mind doing that, we would appreciate it. I think that's all we have for this week. Everybody, don't be afraid to go out there and fail big. Fail big. <laughs>